Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Max Mosier. Today we talk about the Batman and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2. We give our thoughts to what's coming and get really excited about it. We do hot or snot talking about the things in pop culture. We open up the time stone and talk about the movie The Room and talk about the top five most anticipated Disney Plus things coming out November 12th. So sit back and relax and enjoy the Infinity Bros podcast. Hey, welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced, is all things should be. I'm your host, Max Mosier, here today with a two-person episode, one-on-one episode, with my dear friend and yours, Mark Jones. Mark, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. I'm glad to, to be back and to entertain the Infinity Bros universe and all that, all the newcomers to the universe, and you know, maybe we'll have some some great conversations today. We were supposed to originally have um, Zane on the show, but uh, apparently he's got the case of the snoozles. We tried to wake him up, and his roommate said, I think I woke him up, so we just told him to go back to bed. So Zane obviously working really, really hard at Amazon. We don't want to interrupt that. Mark, how have you enjoyed your little sabbatical from the Infinity Bros? It's been a while. It's been good. I mean, I always miss talking to you guys and giving back to the Infinity Bros universe. Um, yeah. We did have a, I don't know if we want, I don't know if you had this planned, but we did have our Funko giveaway and a winner decided. We did. We did. We had that announced uh, today. If you followed us on our Discord channel at the Infinity Bros, um, and we gave our Funko, Black Panther Funko Pop to Callie Curtis. Congrats to Callie Curtis. That's a big victory for her. She goes 1-0 and on the year in the Funko Pop. Uh, I'm so sorry. I got her mixed up with the fantasy podcast show that I do with you sometimes, Mark. I'm sorry there. Okay. I got mixed up there. Um, but congrats to Callie, of course. And we got a jam-packed show today. We're going to go through a lot of news, um, kind of reacting to some of the news that's happened uh, in the last week, two couple weeks. Um, we'll do some hotter snot. Um, and then at the end, we're going to do a time stone of the room. Mark and I have been waiting eagerly. We went back and watched it. I watched my, I watched the room probably about two months ago. When did you watch it again, Mark? Um, I think it was probably around that. It would be the same time because we had planned to do it then. And so I've, you know, today I watched a little bit of it just to get some, some of my favorite scenes in. Yes. Yes. So we'll talk about that. We will review that, of course. And then at the end, we're going to do our top five um, Disney Plus shows or movies that we are anticipating as Disney Plus comes out Dece- uh, November 12th. Mark, are you already subscribed to Disney Plus? I have not subscribed yet. That's usually not like me. I guess, um, are we, do we, is there like a spot to check to know like which devices will have it? Cause, um, That's like kind of like with the DC app, like not all, um, I don't think my PS4, I don't know, I haven't checked in a long time, but like my PS4 didn't, you couldn't get the app downloaded, so I had a, I have a Roku, so like that was able to get it, so, I mean, I'll, I'm gonna sign up for it, I just haven't gone in and signed up for it, but. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that, I, I really don't know. Um, I would assume being Disney, they have everything in play, and you know, every streaming device is gonna have that app in it, so I just, I shouldn't even question them, almighty Disney. Yeah, Disney's probably already got plans. I, I we have smart TVs that we got years ago. So, but those that app isn't on there. So I'm bummed about that. I, I PS4's got to have it, don't you think? And maybe it's just not a searchable option until the twelfth too. 
but you would think you would have it at least up and running and just have on the screen like you know a countdown or something but i don't know how maybe that doesn't you can't do that with streaming apps yeah that'll be interesting i'm really looking forward to walking through that with you um, we're going to get through to some news first. We're going to start with Batman. We talked about it last episode as Jeffrey Wright and Andy Serkis stepped on it. Jeffrey Wright taking over um, the role of Commissioner Gordon, um, obviously, is also playing the Watcher in the Disney Plus um, series What If for Marvel Cinematic Universe. Andy Serkis getting Alfred Pennyworth. Mark. This cast continues to grow. We'll talk about the other person that's in the talks right now. It's not for sure, but Andy Serkis, me, what's your reaction? I love it. He's a he's kind of grown into a pretty good like character actor. Maybe that's not a a good. I mean, it's not a knock on him, but I think he. I just like his work. I like what he, he's done as an actor, and I know people know him from you know being Gollum in the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit movies and being the monkeys in uh, Planet of the Apes, but. I like him outside the CG and actually acting, so I think he'll be a do good, you think pe- good role. Do you think he's known more for this point of doing CGI or being Gollum? Doing CGI. I bet more people know him as... Oh, well, I take that back. I Probably Gollum, but probably also, like, you know, and the CGI guy. Like, he's kind of instituted motion cap for actors and actresses. Yeah, he's kind of been that... That's been his main role with it. I mean... This is just interesting. He's kind of getting more serious roles here. This is an interesting role, and we'll, we'll keep going with it. Um, the other actor that is currently in talks, they haven't signed him yet, but is Irish actor. Have you, have you heard about this yet, yeah, Mark? As, uh, Colin Farrell to play the Penguin. What is going on? I really thought, uh, oh, what's his name? The Olaf guy who does Olaf. I thought he was going to. I mean, he had pretty much campaigned to be Penguin for quite some time, but you know, Colin Firth is going to be an interesting um, Josh Farrell, Gad. You mean Colin Farrell. Yeah, Colin Josh Farrell. Gad. Yeah, Josh Gad. But um, yeah. yeah, I just feel like that's going to be an interesting take on the, I guess, the Penguin character. What do you think about it, Max? I don't what's, know. What's your See, this this is like. So we're going down the list, right? So we, we see we obviously have Robert Pattinson. I, we got went on the show and we said we liked that. I lo- I love Jeffrey Wright. Um, Andy Serkis, I think has the chops to do it. He 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 did really well in Black Panther. Um, I thought, and obviously in other roles before that. I think the one that's throwing me for a loop here is Colin Farrell and Zoe Kravitz is I guess playing Catwoman too. That's a great pickup. I, I mean, for real, this is the first casting that I'm like. Huh? But it's reminiscent to me, and I don't want to, I'm not saying he's going to be as good as this role, but Heath Ledger as the Joker, just like kind of out of left field. Even Robert Pattinson, to an extent, I guess people had that reaction, but I can understand why somebody would think Robert Pattinson's a good actor. He has great chops in acting compared to the Twilight series, is where he gets ripped a lot. But I don't know. I, I This is interesting. I get why people want to like poo poo it and stuff like that because of people's, you know, past and other movies. But I mean, you go back to Batman 89 with Michael Keaton. He was Mr. Mom before that. He was a comedian. So, and Beetlejuice. So, like, people gave that movie crap. Like, why would you, you know, hire some comedian to play a, a tough guy? It's, I mean, not saying um, Pattinson's a comedian actor, but 
I just don't think you can knock it until you see it. I think you got to come in without any um, preconceived notions and what you think, because, you know, not all of us can be like you with the Joker and think it's going to be a bad movie, and then all of a sudden it's, oh my gosh, eye-opening. I, I I think the Joker really taught me that. Mm-hmm. Um, have especially you heard, with DC. Have you heard the other rumor who might be playing Two-Face in the movie? No, no, I haven't heard this. Matthew McConaughey. So Matthew McConaughey to play Two-Face. Yeah, so that's what would that be, four villains? So is this just going to be the long Halloween? Could be. Or they're, are they remaking the Batman 66 movie? <laughs> <laughs> that would be out of left field. Paul Dano going to play Edward um, Edward Ashton the Riddler. We talked about that, but... Dude, I, yeah, I, I think... I just have, look you, at, have you seen There Will Be Blood? Because I just think... Like, you guys... I, I don't remember the movie you guys talked about. Or can't remember that off the top of my head. Which one's... Prisoner. Prisoner. And I go to There Will Be Blood... And he was devilish in that one, so really, I think that that was a that was a good casting for the Riddler. So I think the Riddler might be their devious, really devious character. I I look at this cast, and part of me is starting to think they're doing a long Halloween Batman movie, and I think Joker could be next. You and think they I wonder, bring out Joaquin Joker, or I don't know, cast a different, bring back uh, Heath. Or Jarrett Leto. <laughs> Jarrett Leto would be the one I wouldn't want. Who? Okay, just on topic, but a little out there. If they had to bring in one superhero or sidekick, even though we have a young Batman, who do you think they would bring in? But I think we're going to get more of a just a Batman-centered movie, but just even just like a, a little uh, tease. Nightwing. 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 Even though it would be like a Nightwing that would be like the same age. Yeah, that's a good point, I guess, as Robert Pattinson's younger. Mm-hmm. Maybe a Robin. Maybe a Robin. Get like a young 10-year-old Robin in there. Yeah. I th- I, th- I think that'd be good. That'd, that'd be a fun way to do... It would be fun to see a 10-year-old superhero like that. Like a really early on Robin, like where mm-hmm. people are like... Like, hey, when he got Robin, Robin was like ten or twelve. Like, he wasn't totally. a teenager; he was a young boy that he yeah. turned into a killing or a, a fighting machine. Yeah. Unless we get Damian Wayne. Depends on the yeah. Depends on the 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 Robin you have. I don't think they're gonna do it. It's called the Batman. Um, obviously directed by Matt Reeves. He's putting together a cast. I mean, you got to give him credit at that. It, like. No matter how good or bad the movie is, its release for, release date is going to be June twenty fifth, two thousand twenty one. It's just going to be interesting to see um, how that goes. Um, real quick before we get to our next story, we tend to rate things on this show, and sometimes uh, we may rate something that you don't uh, fully understand. So we want you to be familiar with our rating system. We're going to put the rating bumper right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a zero to six point scale. Zero meaning horrible, and six meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an infinity step. Okay. Mark, here's our next story. This is pretty interesting. Th- this story, to me... Is going to rock is, my socks off? I It rocked my socks off, and it makes complete sense. And it, it makes complete sense, and it, it, it makes sense why even more that Disney... I think it explains why... Star Wars Episode Eight was as polarizing as it was. Um, 
I'm reading the report from Dark Horizons. It says, The late great Carrie Fisher had wrapped her work as General Leia on Star Wars The Last Jedi when suddenly she passed at the very end of 2016. It left those in charge to pick up the pieces of the current trilogy and figure out how to give her character a proper send-off in next month's finale of the Skywalker Saga. The article goes on to say that her brother had re- had revealed that she was going, he says, she was going to be in the big payoff in the final film. She was going to be the last Jedi, so to speak. That's cool, right? People used to say to me, why is it that Carrie never gets a lightsaber and chops up some bad guys? Obi-Wan was in his prime when, when he was Carrie's age. The truth is that J.J. Abrams was great friends with Carrie. He had an extraordinary sense of love for her, and they had eight minutes of footage. They grabbed every frame and analyzed it, and then reverse-engineered it and got it into the story the right way. It's kind of magical. This is in its own way a payoff. It's Carrie talking to us all from beyond. The beautiful thing about the concept of the Force is that there's real no death. You just exist in another dimension. The main story here, Mark, is that she was going to be the last Jedi in Episode Nine. That is what the title, at least when I read this, is what the title of episode eight was meant to be for her. What are your, what's your reaction to this? It makes sense to break down. I mean, it, yeah, I would be all in on that. Uh, I mean, does we it haven't make got, episode eight better to you? But didn't, didn't they wrap that before she died? Like they didn't do any reshoot. Like that movie came out after. No, but I think what he's trying to articulate here is. No, when did she die? I'll look it up. You keep talking. I believe it, it was uh, around Christmas time, and I'm pretty sure that movie came out. It was out. around Christmas time. Um, but having her as the last Jedi, I mean, that would make sense, but then I think it might be, I mean, just another <laughs> another scenario to give Rain Johnson uh, more, like, you know, of a disdain in the fans. Be like, oh, okay, we're going to give Leia the title of a Jedi and give her a lightsaber, even though we've never seen her wield one or do yeah, all they this were, stuff. They were definitely in production for it. Um, she died on December 27, 2016 at age 60. Um, and then the film was released on December 15th, 2017, 2017. So she definitely, so <clears throat> what this says to me is she she was definitely supposed to have a bigger ending and this totally did change the story. I mean, I mean, that's, this is my theory at least. And it makes sense. It would make sense that she would be the last Jedi that Luke would go and kind of these emotional embraces we saw in the trailers, you know, of her and um, Ray, they, they make, they make a little more sense now. Like in episode five where um, Yoda says there is another referring to, to Leia. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess that would have been a that would have been a really good payoff from you know Empire Strikes Back all the way to the the ending of Last Jedi into uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Well, and she would have led. I mean, you're, you see in those final trailers when they're on top of the the destroyers and you know they're riding the horses. I I would assume she's leading the charge there, don't you think? Maybe she's got to be leading the charge if she's alive still. Huh. Yeah, that blew my socks off. That blew my socks off. What was your rating of um, The Last Jedi? I guess, what is it today? What is it today? What is it today of Last Jedi? Mm-hmm. Uh, around the time when that movie came out, a lot of stuff was going on with uh, like a death in the family. So that movie hit me mm. pretty hard, and I had some serious connection with that. So 
good. Um, no, that's my fine. my thing, my rating might be biased, but I I really in love, really enjoyed and loved uh, Last Jedi, and I would give that a six out of six, no matter how many people crap on it. That's just fine. like just like the people that crap on the the prequels. The prequels weren't made hmm. for adults at the time; they were totally made for kids to market toys and everything else. And I still think they are good movies. They hold up, and we've just been told by people older than us that they're crap. And so we have installed that into our mindset that like, oh, it is crap because someone else told us it is instead of making our own opinion on it. So could not disagree with you more on the prequels. Those are bad. They are not good today. And yeah, that's the end of that. In, in terms of that, that's off topic, but we'll have that another time. In regards to this movie, I think I gave it a four out of six. I probably would at least today. I'm a four out of six still. Um, I understood the choices that Ryan Johnson made. I respect the guts to take the choices that he made. It didn't feel worth it to me with some of the setup, but JJ's also got another crack at it, and I think that could definitely pay off. It'll be. I'm really interested. I think we might talk about this story next time we we record. I just would love to hear Isaac and Robbie and and Jarrett and um their their feedback. I obviously I'm not a big Star Wars guy. If you've listened to the show before, but that was just a fascinating article to read, and I, I'm just I'm super fascinated. Uh, I, I am super interested to hear the story of these three movies um, when this whole thing ends. Like, I'm interested to see what was their thinking really behind the scene. Did Ryan Johnson go away from what J.J. Abrams was doing? Were they really working together the whole time? Well, I just don't think you could give that much. Because um, end of day, Kathleen Kennedy has to okay the dailies on that stuff. So it's really her vision that's, you know, being like she's okaying the vision. So it's not like Ryan Johnson had full control over what was going on in that movie. I mean, he could dictate a lot of stuff, but he still had to have stuff okayed by Kathleen Kennedy. Because remember, she kicked out those those two uh, Lego movie boys out of the solo movie. <laughs> the Lego movie boys. <laughs> so. Yeah. For it being too funny, so. No, that's that's it. So it's like I don't think you can really crap on him too much. It's just, I mean, there's more people. I mean, it's not Warner Brothers DC movies where like ten thousand people have a say in it and they turn out crap. But um, I just think you can give a hundred percent of the blame to Ryan Johnson, even though he gets I, it from the fans. Kathleen Kennedy, she's not Kevin Feige. Well, no, but and nor is it fair to compare her to that. But I think people do that just because of how successful Disney is and. And I'm not poo-pooing her either. Like, I'm just saying it's, you know, it's I, not just one person who you I could would. say. Okay. I would poo-poo her if, if by your logic well, she, that is what she happened. She still has her job after, well, you know, because last year it was still successful. They did the, yeah. they did the job yeah. that Disney wanted it to. They made the money. Yeah. The, that That's a marketing thing. That's not a that's not a story issue thing. Because the same people who crapped on Last Jedi are going to go see uh, Rise of the Skywalker. Yeah, so. they're going to go be there. They're going to be there. Right. Yeah, they're they're not gonna miss it. I think just for me, I don't think it was a sufficient episode. It was good, wasn't great. Episode seven was like, okay, this is we're back on our feet. This is like part of this universe. Episode eight, yeah, it's just like Age it of just, Ultron. It was different, and I didn't. And it it was a setup movie. Age of Ultron. Yeah, just it's the same thing. Like Age of Ultron. You think episode eight's a date, or you think episode seven? Or uh, episode eight, like Last Jedi. No, I think episode seven was the Age of Ultron. Really? Yeah, I would. I, I would. I mean, I think episode eight was more of 
Because <clears throat> in Ultron, <clears throat> we had existing characters that we knew that we followed to the yeah. point of Ultron where we were introduced to a bunch of new characters and the characters we knew were just supporting Ultron, cast. Ultron gets a bad rap. Of, Ultron's really big for Tony Stark's story. Yeah, it is. And I don't know. Tony Stark's story is so impactful. I mean, I don't know. I don't... Age of Ultron gets kind of a bad rap. Um, but this this movie this movie also gets a bad rap, and I don't think it deserves it as much as as you would say these fanboys are talking. I just think I, I I just this this what this tells me is they had a really really different plan. They had a different plan, and her dying changed it, and it probably changed the entire fran- and it probably changed the franchise forever, and that is such a bummer and. Would have been cool. Would have been cool to see it. I think it would have been sweet, and I think it would have made it would have made the sacrifice of Luke at the end of Episode Eight much more sweet. And then all three of them would have gotten their moment in the sun. You would have gotten Han Solo in Episode Seven, Luke in Episode Eight, Leia in Episode Nine, and Luke probably has a little bit of a different character arc there as well. I wonder. I wonder if he's as curmudgeon-y as he was. Curmudgeon-y. What? <laughs> curmudgeon-y. <laughs> You I'm just saying. Him. I'm like. I think. I wonder if like they changed that arc too. They might have changed Maybe. it if she was there. I'm serious. I. I think she. I think her death was a huge. I think that's what this story's. T- that's how I read it. But I could be wrong. Um. Do, 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 do. Oh, last story. Um. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse two is did, coming. Did out. you drop your phone when you saw that article pop up? It, well, I just. Me, me, I just imagine you yeah, got yeah, yeah, yeah. shocked and dropped <clears> everything. <throat> Couldn't believe Maybe it. Maybe even your your child, uh, Timothy. I, <laughs> for the record, I would like to go out on our record and say I did not drop my child when I found out this news. Here's what I'll say about this news. One, it's very exciting. April 8th, 2022. I'm going to be there probably April 7th is the, Thursday, is the Thursday before I'll be there. This movie is so makes me so nervous because I just don't know how you follow up the great, the, 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 the iconic first one. Um, yeah, but... Um, the news is this, is that they will be putting Japanese Spider-Man, he will be making an appearance into this. Um, uh, people remember that Spider-Man of the Spider-Verse uh, made over $200 million in the Japanese market. Um, oh, it, oh, I'm sorry. If Phil Lord made a promise, if, if a film crossed $200 million at the domestic box office, they would include Japanese Spider-Man in the sequel. That was what he said after the first one. He said, if this happens, I will do this. So he is going to do that. Um, Zane would jokingly say it's the strongest Spider-Man out of all of them. He has you a can gun start, and a Megazord. He has a gun and he a Megazord. Did. Yes, yes, he does. And uh, very similar to Penny. And all the and all <clears throat> the Spider-Man powers. And do you think they? Sick, yeah. Do you think they bring back everybody from motorcycle? The, did they bring back everybody from the first one? Yeah. Why not? I don't know. Just existing. Just it's a, a it's existing. Game. Existing IP, just I mean, if not back for the whole movie, but at least they'll be back for something. I mean, we'll get uh, um, what am I blanking on his name? Spider Man ninety nine. Who was the? Remember the end credits of? Spider-Man? Oh yeah. Um, we'll probably oh get gosh. some of him probably. For sure, he'll be in it. Yeah, who, he one hundred percent will be in there. Who? What Spider Man would you love to see? And then who would you want to voice that Spider Man? Or Spider Woman or Spider Gwen. I, I really think Japanese Spider Man is what I want. Um, okay. Do you have Do you saying. have Japanese Spider Man speaking Japanese the whole time? Yes, hundred percent. 
and just subtitles yes. and like yes. they just understand them yes that that was what i was gonna say the bit would be the bit has to be like oceans 11 everybody in the room understands him he's constantly eating fast food um and it doesn't phys- affect his physique at all i need him just to, that that's really what i want um miguel o'hara that's the name of tw- of 2099 spider-man um it would either be Miguel O'Hara or or Japanese Spider-Man. I, I'm not too familiar with all of these like Spider-Man, but the other one I was thinking is like it would be cool if they could do like a Fantastic Four Spider-Man, like in another universe where he joins the Fantastic Four <clears throat> and he comes in with like a four on his chest or something. I just or think that five. would be really cool. Isn't there a yeah, part where he has a five? Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Just like you, you know, you kind lose of your mind. <laughs> That would be sweet. That would who would be really vo- who cool. would voice your the uh, other one Fantastic Five? The, well, the other two I was thinking oh, would okay. be, well, three actually. Go on. You, you do the Spider Men that have been, right? You get Andrew Garfield back. Oh, you're getting those Spider Men. You get you get all those guys back. Tobey Maguire. You do um Tom Holland. Tom Holland. You do Tobey Maguire. Um, and you do animated Spider Man. So remember animated Spider Man growing up in the nineties. Shut your mouth and you get that just, guy. Back. Let's give him our money now as a down deposit for this you, movie. You, you get that. You get that guy to come back and you draw it the same. Yeah, the so same exact way. I was thinking with the Japanese Spider-Man that you just have like a live action version or as close to a live action. Ver- like he'd be the only like real character, just because the, like just to get that suit perfectly right. And then his his uh, his Zord would be uh, animated. <laughs> like that'd be the only thing that wouldn't be real. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fun. Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse 2 is going to be just... Who knows what it'll be called at that it'll point. It'll be wild. It's going to be so good. Day one. I'm there day one. Cannot wait. That movie is going to be just... Ooh, cannot wait for that. Hits that you right in the awesome. jellies? It hits me right in the jellies. And I give this news a 6 out of 6. Um, I don't think there's anything Phil, and Lord, Phil Lord can do wrong on this. I just, I just don't think there's anything... They can do wrong, and I think. Well, hopefully, they're just not too funny. Would you rather? Would you want it to be more serious this time around? <laughs> yeah, I want a more dark <laughs> into the Spider Verse. <laughs> I want like half the Spider Verse to die, and like the other Spider Men have to deal with that. Yeah, just super dark. Rated R two. <laughs> Speaking of rated R, um, superhero movies, Joker has earned more than nine hundred and fifty million dollars worldwide, so it's gonna cross a billion probably. Which is 15 times its $62.5 million production budget. I'm mad it's, because I dude, backpedaled still, when I said it would make $800 yeah, million. You did. But that's what happens when you know the rest of the group calls someone out in this group. Is you'll, you'll, We all instantly backpedal unless we're uh, 100% all in. I should have I doubled down because, I mean, Joker is, it still holds up from the time we recorded I do think that there's something to be said that sometimes when you get away from a, pro- a product, you kind of get a little more clarity behind what you, what it really is. And I, I mean, Joker still holds up. It is still one of the best superhero movies, not super, comic book movies I've ever seen. Totally well-deserved. I, I, if I'm DC, I look at Joaquin Phoenix and I go, what's the number? Just tell us the number and we'll write it. Because I, I do don't think, think he, I don't think he's a money guy though. He doesn't care. He's totally. more of like he wants to make a good film. He's literally the Joker. And like if he doesn't have a good, <laughs> if he's there's no like good a, story like behind it, I don't think he would the do Joker. It. Yeah, he's like I'm here to send a message. I'm not here to make money. I already got the money. And I yeah. But I, everyone but has if, a price. You are right. But but if if you're DC, you pull him in. You go. We want you for the Batman. 
and we call Matt Reeves. You go, if we get Joaquin Phoenix, but we don't will know what Joaquin Phoenix's Joker as a villain would be. We just got the progression to Doesn't that matter. point. Okay. Doesn't matter. Doesn't right. matter. I don't think it matters. I I don't think it matters. Let me take that back. You're, I don't you're, think it matters. You're Joker high now. You've you've gotten drunk with Joker power. No, 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 no. No, no hear me out. Here's what I'm saying. I think the consumer won't care. Oh yeah, of course. In regards to the story, yeah, you make a great point. It does it fit? In regards to day in and day out person who's seen it, well, it's been almost a billion dollars. To put it in perspective, my friend Jordan, who never watches comic book movies, went and saw that movie, and he told me he goes, "That was the most crazy movie I've ever seen." You mean Tyler? No, Jordan Dalkey. Oh, not not Tyler. Who's what are you talking? Or Taylor? About? I thought it was Taylor. Oh, Taylor. Yeah, no, not Taylor. I always Taylor, get, I always get those three mixed up. Yeah, yeah, they do. They get mixed up a lot. Taylor actually does look a lot like Jordan. though, I will say. Um, I was. So yeah, I'm sorry. A, no, you're good. I get. We get. I know mixed up all is. the time. You're right. Literally, Jordan will never listen to this podcast, so it won't even matter. Let's get into hotter snot. Hotter snot is what we talk about the things uh, in the pop culture that uh, we are enjoying or hating today. Um, of course, we talked about our rating system. We rate these things. Um, could be anything from sports to movies to video games um, to just stuff that's going on. So uh, we got a good list. Mark, why don't we start with you? All right. Mine's a hybrid. Mine involves both great storytelling and very athletic people. And this weekend... <laughs> you have sold me in regards to what your sell will be. <laughs> I'm sure I have, and you will be vastly disappointed once I re- reveal what I'm going to say. <laughs> AW's first pay-per-view since they've went live on Wednesday nights on TNT, AW Dynamite. They have their first uh, pay-per-view, AW Full Gear. So it's one of their bigger events on the weekends. It's coming Saturday, or yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow night as we're recording this, November 9th. Um, so I think that'll be a fun thing to see, to see what they can do. Um, they have some good setups going on. We got Cody Rhodes and Chris Jericho uh, fighting for the AW Heavyweight Championship. So it'll be fun. Um, that's my first hot. I have no snots, by the way. I'll preface that. I had uh, haven't seen anything that has come across my screen or desk that I've been like, this is bad. and I need, I need the people to know. Um, my other don't hot. Worry, don't worry, Mark. I, I have. Know. You're I, fine. Yeah, I know. I know. You I always will, said something. The people will have. <laughs> they. I have things for the people. So I've been watching the new Arrow, like this new season of Arrow, and some of the other Arrowverse, and like Batwoman, and I've been I've been pretty impressed so far, and I'm I'm really no time I'm really, out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Is Batwoman really good? I think that, I've heard it's bad. I I'm not gonna say it's bad. It's its first season, just like what are the you Flash. It? I would rank it probably a a three point five. It's serviceable for a season, but they have to build. You have to build the character. So why do they take now the time? Maybe it's just because it just got greenlit and they're just trying to do a show. But like, yeah, why well, they're trying to re- they're trying to replace the Arrow when the Arrow goes off. Arrows are bigger bigger shows amongst them. So this is oh, Arrow's last so season. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but I think it'll, it'll eventually get its feet and be a pretty good. Just what. Like, I think about Supergirl. I didn't think Supergirl was really good its first season. And now into their fourth or fifth. I, I don't know. Um, and I'm really enjoying it now. I think the storytelling's better. The the cast that they have now is really good. And I think it'll eventually hit its stride. But, they, but I want to backtrack to Arrow, though. The Arrow is teasing me. And I want the crossovers to start happening. In more full, for, for, yeah, full force. I can't wait 
for this all to happen and I'm going to lose my mind when it all does. And what are what are they doing right now to set up to set up oh, this crossover? Just little things like they've kind of they're getting into the point or the episodes I've seen where I'm forgetting the guy's name, but he's like kind of like the this like all powerful being that can destroy universes and erase them. And he's like making the arrow that we know go to like these different worlds or universe or Earth to like do certain tasks. And if he like doesn't do them, basically he like wipes out the universe. And so he's like, but then only like a sum of like the, you know, heroes are coming with him. So like we're getting like this hodgepodge of like different heroes from different Earths. So I think that's what's going to eventually happen. He'll, he'll be hopping to different Earths. So what is collecting. he doing with the heroes once he comes? Once they come to him? No, it's spoiler just by alert. like spoiler alert. By the way, like what like, do you mean? What like, do you mean? Like, you, like clearly they're bringing heroes from these other worlds into his world, and then he's got to do all other stuff because he's obviously got other tasks. Well, it's kind of like they're they're like grouping together and trying to do all this stuff together. Hmm. I mean, it's I think it's right at the like the base of it. I mean, without trying to give too much away, just. Right. And like they're still leading up and they're still doing um they kind of did it last season where they're also in the future too with like the kids of these heroes within that their verse so so hmm. it's kind of back and forth so I'm th- I'm probably by dis- it'd probably be a couple of weeks from now when they really start doing these crossovers but hmm. excited. Um I think you'd en- I definitely think you'd enjoy Arrow. You probably would struggle with Batwoman because, you know. Yeah. If a show Batwoman. doesn't click for you right away, you're like, nah. Batwoman does not look uh, promising, but yeah, I don't know. But but Arrow has been intriguing. Um, again, I ask. I think I ask this every time, but even up to this date, do you, can somebody who doesn't watch this show normally hop in and watch this? I think you could with Arrow if you started at the episode one. I mean, it might be it might be a little tough, but they pretty they do a pretty good job at recapping before each episode, which I think is a plus. But yeah, it might be a little tough at this point. Okay. Like, I think you could start it with the season before and kind of catch up with everything, but... Okay. I but you. I'd say go out and watch if you if anyone's interested in that. Uh, my number one hot right now is The Watchmen Show on HBO. I know Robbie used it as one of his hots last, last episode and gave it, what, like a four out of five or something like that for his current rating? Anyways, does it, I give it a six out of six. I think this is, like, on top of it being a really good show... And it uses the Watchmen characters in the future, like, you know, modern day. It is a huge, like, maybe huge isn't the right word, but it's a big social commentary show right now. And I think you would enjoy it a lot, Max. Good. I I, I just got HBO Go <clears throat> for this purpose. Um, so I'll get into my hot in a bit of, I, I haven't watched Watchmen. I've watched another show on there for, I've paid for that show. Um but Watchmen is on my list to watch this 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 Thanksgiving season. Because if you're coming in to watch like to watch the Watchmen, um, with a preconceived notion that you're going to get a lot of heroes up front and stuff like that, you're going to be if you come with that mindset, you're going to be a little disappointed. But if you're coming in with like, oh, I get to watch a show that's you know it's based in the Watchmen universe, we get we get some heroes, not right away, but it leads like you know it's a slow reveal of some of them and kind of their backs like what's been going on. It's a pretty good, you know, payoff for for the story so far. And I think it's shot really well. And our main character that we follow is a badass. And 
and then they come back to it the whole and it's there's a deeper thing to this whole thing it's it's a very social commentary on race that is you know eye-opening and makes you think a little bit good i i that makes me excited to hear and that's what good shows the best shows today are doing that so you're getting me more excited good to hear that's really exciting to hear what else you got oh that's that's my hot for now wow you don't have any snot no i told you i had no snot this week i didn't man you're you're getting nothing bad to say i'm getting soft some people tell me i need to change yeah some people do some people are right um i'm gonna go snot verse then just um, cause uh, <laughs> Mark, there are two suck. of these on my snot. Well, there are two snots that I'm like, I'm interested to hear your perspective on these. Um, I'm going to start with Kanye West. So Kanye West just released his new album. Mark, did you listen to his new album? I, I have not, but okay. I have seen his new, uh, his new clogs for shoes. Jiminy Christmas. All right. Well, I don't even need to see it. I don't even need to see isn't his new, isn't his new album on, um, more Christian, Christian based. Yes. Like, is it actually like, would it be considered Christian music or is there, you know, Christian elements? I would say it's, it's a gospel album. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. It's, it's called Jesus is King. Yep. Um, praise be. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Praise be. Right. And, And if you listen to our show, um, we are not like, I don't think we're an exclusive Christian show. Like I don't think that's our shtick. There's some there's some shows that like, hey, we're Christian and that's how we sell it. Like, we just have a little bit of a. I think universally we're more Christian, but we're all fans and we prefer to let our audience, if they're not Christian, enjoy that. And so for Kanye, I, I grew like high school graduation. That album was huge. Late registration, 808s, and the heartbreak. I mean, like those three albums to me are are that's my Kanye West. Um, Life of Pablo, Yeezus, and eh, whatever. Um, I didn't know we had to have a Kanye West because I don't have one. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I was just, I guess the point I'm trying to make is um, Kanye has been really one of those influential artists in my life, at least. So to hear this album come out, and, and I, I listened to it the first night, and I got to tell you what, I give it a six out of six. I'm not speaking just from the Christian perspective. I'm speaking from the, this is, this is kind of, um, to me, Really, you you can sense some of his really hard work in this, um, and I'm not snotting his his album. Actually, I'm I'm snotting the treatment that he's getting from the public about this, um, and I'm gonna kind of go after Christians a little bit. I'm a, I'm a little fed up with Christians, and I'm I'm a little air quotes quoting that a little bit too. That are really articulating that Kanye is a fake for making this, and that he's just doing it for attention, or he really hasn't changed. And I just gotta say, I just. Whether he is or isn't changed, it's it's irrelevant. Um, it's just pretty stinking cool that a guy who has made some songs that are like, whoa, that is out there. Whoa, that is narcissistic. Whoa, that is uh, misogynistic. Whoa, that's, um, you, you know, you know, just name every bad kind of thing that, that um, stereotypical um, pop culture artists are doing. And he's done it. And I think this album really is kind of a change of heart. It, it will be interesting to see where his brand goes from here. I'm very fascinated by that. Obviously, he's married to Kim Kardashian, and that's just its own little kind of can of worms right there. Um, but I got to tell you, Mark, I really love this album, but I have not enjoyed watching the commentary on this. And I, I just I feel bad for somebody like like Kanye who gets to sit in the limelight and gets kind of just ripped. 
And some people think the album's trash, and that's fine. Some people really enjoyed the album. It's it's great. Just for me and somebody who actually has, I, I actually feel like I can speak to his other albums. This is one of his better ones. I I prefer, I think, Graduation still and 808's over it. But I'd put this above Late Registration and for sure The Life of Pablo, at least for me. So what what is your reaction to kind of the way Kanye has been treated, Mark? Um, I guess I wouldn't feel bad for him because if we're going on the aspect that, you know, for going against the grain and he, you know, totally is, fine, what he yeah. sa- is what he says he is and is a true believer and a Christian, he wouldn't worry about what other people have to say about him. He would just Great worry point. about what maybe his family thinks about him mm-hmm. and himself knowing that he's doing things for the greater good and that's all that should matter to him. So, I mean, if that's what we're going to boil it down to, because I, I would bet those same people that probably have criticized him um, potentially don't criticize other people of power or are doing yes. the same thing. and Yeah, or, or letting other people of power slide on the same concept. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, I think we'll leave it at that. Yeah, it's a good, that's a really great point that I didn't think of. So um, I'm, ta- I'm also going to be snotting... Uh, uh, James Dean going to be used CG uh, casting. Have you heard about this? No. Go on. So famous actor James Dean. I'm reading the report from Dark Horizons. It says, yesterday came the news that a CG rec- re- recreation of the late James Dean would be used by Magic City Films to film to fill in the secondary male lead role in their new Vietnam War film, Finding Jack. The report claimed the studio planned on digitally recreating the actor and cast him in a brand new role in a film that is set a decade after the actor's untimely passing. Anton Ernst and Teddy Glick plan to helm the film and understandably have been the main targets of the backlash that has risen up in the wake of the original article hitting. Ernst has since spoke about with THR, uh, the Hollywood Reporter, about their decision, saying he's saddened and confused by the backlash. We don't really understand it, he says. We never intended for this to be a marketing gimmick. We searched high and low for the perfect character to portray the role of Rogan, which has some extreme complex character arcs. And after months of research, we decided on James Dean. Magic City Films has obtained the rights to use Dean's image from his living relatives for the feature. The film begins pre-production in about a week with the aim to be in cinema by November of 2020. And and I guess for me, I'm, I'm snotting this because I just think our people's likeness IP... Like, is, is this going to be something yes, that we if do the, forever? Yes, if your now? IP is, and likeness is tied up in an estate, yes, it will be. And and they're, and they're cultural figures, and they've made money off of their likeness. So at some point, I mean, it's, it's, all, it's all about money at the end of the day. And, I mean, if you had a famous dad or a great-grandfather, and you had the rights to it, and someone's like, hey, can we have the rights for this movie to make the likeness of this person and we'll pay you $5 million and then residuals. Are you going to say no to that? I, I I would like, or where's where's your stance on it? Where's your stance on it? That's a great question, Mark. That's a great question. Like if I was in that boat, would I pass up the $5 million? And I think there has to be a level of respect as a family member to like, Hey, this person's gone. Let's respect it. Let's let the art that he or she put in place stand for what it is. James Dean didn't get to approve this project. Um, even I know like Michael Jackson has had some of his his estate sold. And, well, there's a, and there's a lot of uh, musicians that are now being like hologrammed and stuff like that. You look at Tupac, yeah. Roy Orbison, Buddy Holly, mm-hmm. James Dio, Michael Jackson. 
And to go off that though, with that like that line of thinking would be like, well, if your dad left you a hundred thousand dollars in his will mm-hmm. to you, that's his money that he earned. Then you should not take it then, because you know, think about it like this: like he wants you to use that money to you know further your life. So it'd be the same thing. It's you know, I mean, honestly, we don't know. James Dean passed when he was like twenty four, but I'm I'm not speaking for him. But maybe he his thought would be like, hey, if you can continue to make money after I'm gone. And you're my family, then do it. Yeah, I guess I guess I'm I'm more so snotting the fact that people are selling it, I, and I don't know all this details. So maybe if there's more details, I wouldn't snot as much. But haters gonna hate. I don't know if I'm being a hater. I'm just well, like, I'm not saying you're a hater, but the people that are like really backlashing or yeah, sure. it doesn't. It, it just feels uncomfortable to me. I'm not like revolting. Like if they do it, fine, whatever. I probably am still not going to see the the project, but like. It's just weird to me, like, to sell your your family's. I don't know. I just and and I, maybe maybe and maybe he said go ahead and do it. Maybe he gave him perfect. Say it again with Leia. No, well, Leia was still alive, but with right. Tarkin. Yeah, like that that actor was dead, and they had the okay. I mean, they had totally. a stand in, and so like that's other my other question would be, are they totally like is there a motion cap actor that's being James Dean, or are they totally digitizing? I don't know. Article doesn't say that. But the other thing is, like, I guess, and as a Marvel fan. Think about this. This is the future of cinema when you really boil it down to. So, like, this is the first of its real kind where it would probably be, I mean, where it's, like, a main character throughout the whole movie of a famous actor. Yeah. Actors are going to have to start giving blessings in their will to use their likeness. Think about that. Like, I think that's a legitimately thing actors are going to have to start doing in their wills. Or in their, you know, LLCs that they create after death. Or they're being created after death. In a non-polarizing uh, snot, uh, Jungle Cruise starring The Rock, I give that a one out of six. Horrible, horrible trailer. Have you seen the trailer? It's Wait, horrible. I take that back. It's yes, so I horrible. I think this is the second show I've brought it up on because I, saw, I, another, it I saw it again. And I'm like, I, I hate this trailer so much I have to bring it up again. <laughs> I saw I saw it the other day and I was like I'm bringing it up again I don't even care. Let's go to hot. Um, okay. Silicon Valley. Yes. This show is the reason I got. Um, it is the reason that I went and got HBO. Um, Silicon Took Valley is. Say it again. Took you this long? <laughs> well, I've been kind of wait. Well. Yeah, I know. I'm just giving you. I'll leave it at that. I, there, there was there was other reasons why we were waiting on it. Um, the other thing is Westworld should be back next year. So we're kind of getting ready for that, but it's on season six. Um, this show is really great. stars Thomas Middletich, uh, Josh Brenner, Martin Stark, Camille Nijiani, um, Amanda Cruz, Zach Woods, um, Matt Ross, just a TJ Miller was in the first couple seasons till he kind of had his crazy stuff <laughs> and they kind of wrote him out. Um, this is produced written and directed by Mike judge, Mike judge, one of my favorites, um, because he does one of my all-time favorite shows, uh, King of the Hill. Um, and so he writes, and, and if you haven't seen Silicon Valley, it's basically about this very small startup out in the West Coast um, that's starting this kind of... In, in Silicon Valley. In Silicon Valley, yes. It, it, they're starting up this kind of uh, software program company. Well, they, a little, they some of it in- is over my head, I'll be honest with you. It well, is it's, like whoa. it's like a they're in a think tank with T.J. Miller's character. Correct, and that's how they wind up there. And then yeah, and this it's, program and it is, is developed. 
And it is, to me, a top probably 10 comedy of all time. And it's just so funny, and it's so well written, and it's so smart. And uh, and, and and I just uh, watched episode one of season six. I gave it a six out of six. Uh, picks up right where it left off. I was laughing out loud at some of the parts today. Um, I just love every character in this. I love how they hash them out. Um, I love that they kind of just you know it's it's these these kind of really smart people making really dumb choices show. And I, I thoroughly enjoy it. And this season in particular, Mark, if how many seasons have you watched? Um, I have watched up to season four. You have got to watch this season. It is getting political commentary on things that have been going on in Facebook and data mining and kind of where uh, Snowden, obviously, a couple years ago kind of brought up. And so, um, I mean, just this season already, I can tell, is going to have a lot to say to its audience and I'm just super excited. There's a lot of great bits, some of them a little inappropriate. I will be and, and again, we've talked about if you're somebody who's like, "Hey, I'm a pretty strong Christian, this might not be the show for you if you're like a family person, you got kids around." Um a lot of the stuff will go over their head, but that f-word pops out. It's one of those shows that I really like, um but it, it's definitely edgier. Um Silicon Valley is a great show. I, I give it a 6 out of 6. It's up there with Parks and Rec, The Office for me. Um this show is just so funny. Um, I watched the Joe Rogan, speaking of Snowden, I watched the Joe Rogan podcast, um, listened to it last week on my way up from Kansas city. Um, Joe Rogan podcast about, um, he, he interviewed, uh, Edward Snowden and I got to tell you, Mark, this, this might be the best Joe Rogan podcast episode I've ever listened to. And, and there's a lot of good ones. I, I really enjoyed the Joe Rogan podcast. I really have always appreciated Joe Rogan's balance. I think he is a balanced, he is as balanced as I think you're going to get. Him and Philip DeFranco are two of the most balanced um, online news people, I think. Um, and and Snowden talks, I, this is one of the few interviews that um, Joe Rogan does not talk a lot. A lot of times it feels like a conversation, maybe a ping pong game a little bit. This felt more of like a very long game of horse that Snowden just continued to sink shots with. Um, and um, just a remarkable episode. I have to be inclined to say that I believed a lot of what Snowden was saying. I don't know how if he has much to lie about. You can read up on his kind of scandal and his stuff politically that's been going on the last few years. Um, but it, it's to me, it's a must watch, um, at least just to hear the other side of the perspective um, I can tell you one part in the episode that uh, they think that the FBI is watching them. Um, and that is it's 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 and it's it's a throwaway line. And Snowden jokingly says it, but it is kind of a real thing that Joe was nervous about. You can like see his he kind of has a little internal panic. Um, it's just a really great episode. This is in Joe Rogan podcast. There's some hits and misses. He's got some crazy people on from time to time. Um so yeah, I and um, yeah, I really recommend um, you catch you catch this one. So yeah, check out the Joe Rogan podcast. Ready to take a break? Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Oh hey, I want the co- I have not, but I want to touch right back on Joe Rogan. Did did Snowden give any like did like tease me a little bit like any like eye opening things to you besides the FBI thing? Or was it just kind of just like a, what's been going on in your life since the whistleblowing? I think, 
That's a great question. I think what what surprised me the most, and and I'm spoiling a little bit of it, but I'm he gives you more context in it. Um, I'm I'm surprised at how few of people were dictating some of the choices that were being made in regards to monitoring people's cell phones. To me, it's not really a surprise that they're monitoring us or how they're monitoring us, to be honest. Um, and maybe just because I live in a world that one minute I'm thinking of strawberry jelly and then the next thing I know I've got, you know, a Schmuckers ad popping up on my Twitter feed. You know, I'm just I'm just thinking like that part isn't weird or obnoxious to me. It's really more of how few people were making these choices and how he had access to it. And he just articulates it in a way that I believe him. And maybe he's full of crap. I don't know. Maybe the government's right. Um, I'm inclined to not believe the government, though. Uh, but uh, I, I was just very impressed with um, his outlook on life and how he kind of said, look, I could have continued making lots of money and kept quiet or I could have made a difference. And I, I really respect Snowden for that. If, if he's wrong, fine. But at least he believes it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, it's it's definitely worth a listen to. All right, for sure, it's it's an eye opening one. Um, you won't look at your phone the same way again. Let's go to the Soul trailer. Have you seen the movie the the trailer for Soul? I have not. What if I've just been in like a this bubble? one? I I pulled up IMDb just because I think this one's going to be a little more. I think more people are going to want to see this one. Um, this is another Pixar one. It's going to be directed by Pete Doctor and Kemp Powers. Um, written by Mike Jones, Pete Doctor as well. It stars Tina Fey, Jamie Foxx, John Ratzenberger, Davine Diggs, Felicia uh, Felicia Rashad, and Amir Khalib Thompson. Uh, Amir Khalib Thompson is from The Roots. You mean Questlove. Just yes. say Questlove because everyone knows who Questlove is. Well, I'm just – it's his name, and I just want to make sure his, that his name his is His name said, is Questlove. <laughs> You feel so hip when you say that, don't you? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, uh, this trailer's a six out of six. I mean, this this is just... You can just tell that Pixar, Pixar is the um, cartoon um, animated uh, MCU equivalent without like the continued storyline. They just continue to pump out these incredible f- films. Um, and I have no doubt that Soul is going to be a film like this. It's going to be released June 19th, 2020 really looking forward to this movie i'm a huge jamie fox fan he's one of my favorite actors um and i just think this cast is really good this this trailer reminds me a lot of inside out um which is to me the best pixar film ever made so if it's anything like that um it should be good uh the the synopsis is it's about a musician who has lost his passion for music and he's transported out of his body and must find his way back with the help of an infant soul learning about herself. Um, looks just really good, really lighthearted. Um, it'll be interesting to see what kind of message it's trying to send about the afterlife and stuff like that. They're kind of taking an interesting approach there. But doggone it, if I if I wasn't excited when I saw this and wasn't um, thrilled to see it, and uh, how it uses music will obviously be very, very special too. Hence, why they have Questlove. So there you go, Mark. Is that is that better that I use his name? Yes, thank you. Very good. Let's get into the Time Stone. The Time Stone. Once in a while, when we do the Time Stone, we try to review a movie that we have watched, or a movie that is older, and kind of ask the question: 
does it stand the test of time? We're going to be reviewing The Room. Not to be confused, there is a 2019 movie called The Room coming out. Did you know that, Mark? I did. Yes. Yeah, it's not that movie. It's The Room from 2003. The synopsis reads, Johnny is a successful banker who lives happily in a San Francisco townhouse with his fiancée, Lisa. And one day, inexplicably, she gets bored with him and decides to seduce his best friend, Mark. That's ironic. From <laughs> Oh, hi, Mark. And from there, nothing will be the same again. It's directed by Tommy Wiseau. It's written by Tommy Wiseau. It stars Tommy Wiseau, Juliet Daniel, Greg Sestero, and other people you probably have and never heard of. And the rest. And the gang. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know he was a banker. When did... Does he ever mention that he works in a bank in the movie? Or does yes. anyone else? He yes, does? he does. Well, he just... Remember, he goes off to work. He's like, I'm going to work. Yeah, you know, no, yeah, I, I know that. Yeah. But I mean, like, yeah, yeah. does he ever say... Or brought up, like, oh, the bank Mark, was tough today. Yeah, no, no disrespect, Mark, but, like... In regards to plot details, this movie is the worst when it comes to that. And if you're judging, but if you're going to judge this film on plot details, like there's no reason to judge it. Then it's it's not even a one. Then it's not even a one. But I just like how that's, it's yeah, it's true. I just like, or I think it's funny that in the synopsis of it, they would put that. But I don't, I can't even remember a part where that would be brought up that he was a banker. Yeah, dude. How much do you think the budget for this movie was? Five million dollars. You're just a million off, six million dollars. I only know that because I know some of the details. But if you watch this movie, you'd be like, quarter of a million, maybe. Guess what it made? Thirty thousand dollars. Five point five seven five million dollars, and five hundred fifty thousand. Oh, in the are US. we talking like, like yeah. up to now? Worldwide, world, no worldwide gross. Yeah, but not like release. That's time. box office. That's box office. No. Um. Some trivia for our audience. This, this, we, there's a lot. So I'm going to try to sift through the ones that we should. Um, <laughs> According to Greg Sestero, Tommy Wiseau submitted the film to Paramount, hoping to get them as the distributor. Usually it takes about two weeks to get a reply. This movie was rejected within 24 hours. <laughs> Towards the end of the LA portion of the shoot, morale amongst the crew was so low that Todd Barron's name was not listed on the clapperboard take numbers were not being recorded giggling crew members wandered in and out of shots and entire scenes were out of focus simply because nobody bothered to check the lens shot simultaneously on 35mm film and high definition video Tommy Wiseau was confused about the differences between the formats so used both cameras on the same mount which like at the time of the like him filming because I think he was filming it in like 2000-2001 Yes. It was like no one was really doing that. No one. Yeah. So so luckily for him to do that, for being confused, you can now get it on Blu-ray. <laughs> Very true. Um, according to Julia Daniel, when Tommy Wiseau said the line in a few minutes B-word, everyone on the set began laughing at him. He came out of the bathroom and demanded to know what was so funny. The film's editor tried to convince Tommy Wiseau to cut the shot of his naked buttocks from the movie on the grounds that the sight of them scared his wife. <laughs> After a very limited theatrical run, the film has become a popular as a midnight movie with a cult following. Audience members dress up as the characters, throw plastic spoons at the screen, and toss footballs to each other. Tommy Wiseau attends many screenings and holds Q&As with the audience. Obviously, the other thing about this movie is um, The Disaster Artist came out, um, which... Have, Mark, what's your rating of The Disaster Artist before we kind of break oh, down? Oh, uh, The Disaster Artist? I loved that movie. I... 
I wouldn't say it's um, gosh, it, it it's a five. It's a five out of six for me. It was you could tell it was nominated for an Oscar. It was because the James Franco. Yeah, because James Franco loved the story so much and was given given full reins to do this and played Tommy Wiseau. You could just tell that he was he was hashtag all in on that. They doubled up on their budget too. They made thirty million and they put in ten million. I mean, like that's that's a great job, right? I mean, just yeah, I I agree. I think I give the disaster artist a five out of six. Um, it's good but not amazing. It, it's it's I'd give it a four out of six. It's good but not amazing. I'd give it the same as the last Jedi. It's kind of the same realm for me. Um, the IMDb score for the room is three point seven out of ten. Mark, does this movie hold up? Now, now does this for movie audience, hold up? Yes, does this movie death? hold up from the cult um, aesthetic that it's given? Yes. Go. If you if you know the context going into like why this is a cult status and like why people like enjoy this movie, not for like the the cinema aspect of it, but because it's so just like what were they think? What was he thinking writing this and then everything being shot into it and then when you find out that the movie costs $5 million, you're like, how? It just, yeah. It's like the, like... What's your rating? Come on. Yeah. If, if it holds up, what's your rating? If I had to base it on pure cult status type of movies, I would give it a 6 out of 6. It's just, it's wild crazy, and people still go see it when he, ho- when he like, has showings of it, so... Just like the Rocky Horror Picture Show, people loved that loved that movie. It has a cult following. Didn't didn't perform well at all in the theaters, but you know, forty years later, it's still making money. I, uh, this doesn't hold up to me on the third viewing. <laughs> Why are you watching the third? T- oh, never mind. Yeah, we had Cause, a couple, cause we had a couple because I watched it the yeah. first time. I've watched it the first time, and I was like, "What the heck?" <laughs> yeah. The second time, it's like funny. The third time, it's like, "Oh my gosh!" I the effect might have worn off. I think it's like a yearly watch with a group of people. I think that's that's how you have to watch it in the atmosphere of that. I think this is a one and two done for me. I I, I give it a four because I do agree the cult fall. I I get I get like the reason people do the cult falling. Yeah, but I give it a four. There's some stuff that's just there's some things that in this movie that on the third viewing are so egregious. <laughs> And, and I agree with the, like, I think let's talk about the sex scene first. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, the sex scene is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in film. And it is the most unnecessary piece of, of thing. And, and on top of it, I can get behind the bad writing, but the girlfriend drives me nuts. The girlfriend is the worst character in the history of cinema. I, I'm cheering more for Thanos Darth Vader. I'm cheering more for for so many other people than I am for this girl. She is horrible in this. What was he thinking? Even remotely trying to convince his audience that she was good. I got, I got nothing for you, man. I I don't know what he's thinking. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> I, I I need an answer. I I think that's something you have to ask him or maybe ask James Franco. They might be able to give you an answer. It's just, it's just bad, dude, and it's 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 crazy. It's, it's really it's crazy. So I, I just, bad, I it's so bad. It's exquisite. It. It's just it's mwah. It's just oh, I don't know. It's it's not really it, like the first watch when you're thinking like oh this is just a bad movie. It's painful, 
And then the second watch for me was just funny. And then it's got some some funny one-liners. You know, the cheap, cheap and oh, yeah. hi, Mark. And you're tearing oh, me hi, apart. Mark is... Mark, plus or minus a thousand times you've heard oh, hi, Mark. Since that movie has become... Well, since we first watched that movie a ton, since The Disaster Artist came out way more. Probably... Above or under a thousand. Oh, I'd definitely say over a thousand. From yeah. our group, how many? Uh, probably 900. Jeez. Yeah. I'm just imagining Jared going back into the, the group chats and verifying that number. What's up with the suits and the football? I don't, it, weren't they? Yeah. No, no one was getting married. But it was, uh, whose birthday was it? Were they dressed up for the for someone's birthday? No, they, who knows? It's another question for Tommy Wiseau. Dude, I don't know. This and and the Ohio oh, Dougie. Oh yeah, that, that whole storyline with the yeah with the the like the, the bad guy that they had to beat up and had a gun and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, what was his name? Like Chris R or something like that. He throws the TV out. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it, it's a it, wild and crazy like, movie. Our review of this movie is is all over the place because this movie is all over the place. I, honestly, I don't know how many or, times I could watch it past this third time. I don't. I really don't know. Or, or when he um, <laughs> I have the spoiler right here. If you haven't seen the room, I don't know why you haven't. Where he kills himself at the end and then just keeps moving. <laughs> he does. He does. He kills himself and he does keep moving. You're absolutely right. He in his head, he thought, "Oh, people are gonna love it. They're gonna cry," and oh man. My gosh, this movie's a nightmare. Brought us all closer together as friends, because that's what <laughs> movies are supposed to do. <laughs> this movie is so bad. You can actually still get it on Blu-ray and digital. He also has a line of underwear. Tommy Wiseau, do you plan on buying a pair of the underwear? No, it's funny, and I'm 100 percent honest. I did. And it said it was sent and delivered to me and then returned back to him. And because I also got a coffee mug that was going to go to someone. And I never got my money back or the items. And you just let it go. Well, I mean, he, it was through PayPal and it was talking to him. So it's like probably never going to get that money back. So you gave Tommy was so money. Yeah, like 20 bucks. My gosh, that's worse than the time that I gave 20 bucks to my friend. Which friend? For what? Uh, for a friend for back in the day. You're not supposed to do on podcasts that many um, inside jokes. True, we have, but it is us. It is a, we do. A it lot is a Max show. and Mark. That's why podcast. I'm so. holding back on like the inside jokes as much as I can, but it's a Mac and it's a Max and Mark show. We we, we struggle with that. Um, any other comments? I think we've. I, I mean, there's not much to cover here. I would say this movie's horrible. Get a group of three or more friends. Drink. It, sure, if that's what you are want, wanting to do. Right. But watch this movie you, together. I, all, all jokes aside, this is a great like party movie to put on the background. Um, if you are like, hey, I really want to watch something and just make fun of it, like Mystery Science Theater. Oh yeah. Man, a Mystery Science Theater on the room would be awesome. 
oh my gosh, those guys need to do that. Um, obviously it's not science, but it still would be funny. Um, great one to talk through. Um, I just think a, 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 a good, a good adult beverage with this movie is not going to steer you wrong. Um, drinking responsibly should be paired with watching the room responsibly as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah. Should we, uh, go to the top five, Mark? Yes, we should. Let's head to the top five. The we're going in three. Infinity Bros. Two. Top five. One. List. Starts now. Uh, this week on the top five, we are doing our top five most anticipated movies and shows coming to Disney Plus, which releases on November twelfth. I'm excited. We have already subscribed. The Mosiers have. We are ready to go, and uh, things are very exciting. If you are somebody that's looking to do uh, this, um, may I encourage you on a couple things? One, if you have Hulu, there is a bundle for Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus for $12.99 a month. Look into that. Um, we have Hulu, so we just know about that. Is that um, with or without uh, the ad-free stuff? Yeah, do we know that? Is Disney Plus going to be ads. ad-free? Disney Plus will not. Disney Plus actually, well, what about like during some the Disney stuff? Plus things? Apparently, there's an article that went around on Dark Horizons that Disney Plus will have stars ads because there are some movies that stars has the right to have the rights to still, so they get to run some ads on the websites. Like it's on the websites. Like you won't see it. I don't think you'll see it before you watch. But when you go to the website, you'll see. So, those I, ads. but I'm talking about like I start. I, I, I'm like, hey, man, I need to see some Snow White. I haven't seen that right. in, you know, years. <laughs> we know how you are with Snow White. I, well, well, it'll be Beauty and the Beast, but I got that on Blu-ray. So I really no, it, it's it's all about Sleeping Beauty. For you? Totally. It's the huh. best. It's the it's the best Disney um Because they have the most powerful villain time. in that movie? It's the most, yeah, best villain. No, I said, um, I said most powerful. Best cartoon Disney princess villain, yeah. Mm-hmm. I stand by that. If As, we made a top five, Maleficent would be there. But that's well, not it would five. it would be Scar. But you know, whatever. Mm, it's did Maleficent ever kill someone? It's on okay. Screen? It's a bad take. Scar has. Did what? Who has Maleficent ever killed someone on screen in a Disney movie? Because Scar has. Moving on. What is? Done? Yeah, I'm I'm done now. I need to put yeah. that out there. For the why don't you just go group. top five and let's? Yeah, why don't you just go top five and let's get moving? All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, people. You want my top five first? I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> I'm sorry, Here baby. I didn't mean that. So my top five, <laughs> I had left out any Marvel or Star Wars related. Did you really? Yes. Okay, good for you. Because I feel like we've talked about some of that stuff or a lot of it. Yeah. And the, I just don't want my list filled with that because it would be that. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go beyond the new show. Yeah, like, yeah, that's fine. So my top five is, you know, because I think The Mandalorian, if I made a real list, would be my top. Like, I need, the, I need to watch that right now because it's going to be... I love Star Wars, but okay. Here's my top five for non-Marvel, and I don't want because I'm still gonna watch all this stuff. So I don't know I'm giving so much context. Anyways, I'm just excited. My number five is Muppets Now, and I think it's they're like short vignettes of like the Muppets characters, is what I've kind of gotten out of that or read about it. And I I love me some Muppets and Jim Henson related products. So just feed that to me, Disney, and I'll be happy. Um. My number, 
My number four, which is more of a recent thing because I had never seen it until this year, is Hocus Pocus, my beautiful, wonderful, great, strong fiance, Kelly Zimmer. Show We watched Hocus Pocus together, and now they're making Hocus Pocus 2 with the, the same cast, or the same witches, you know, with the same actresses, and I'm pumped for that. Give me some of that. I'm going to enjoy that as much as I'm with the Muppets now. My number three is Magic Camp. Have you heard about that? It's supposed to be one of their Disney Plus films. Magic Camp. No, I haven't. Tell me about this. I believe it stars Adam Levine, or Levine, the guy from Workaholics. Adam Devine, my bad. Adam Devine. Levine's the the singer. Um, It's a story by the Steve Martin um, the synopsis is Andy, Adam Devine's character, um, Andy at, a urging, at the urging of his former mentor and Magic Camp owner, Roy Preston, returns to the camp of his youth, hoping to reignite his career, instead finds inspiration in his ragtag bunch of rookie magicians. So, there you go. I think it's going to be a, a fun little... Fun little movie that will bring joy to a lot of people. Uh, my number two is the Lizzie McGuire revival. Yes, give me. This isn't on my list, but this this is this is a heck of an idea by these guys. Yep, brilliant job by Disney to to bring this back. And I'm I'm all for it. Give me some more Lizzie McGuire. Bring me back. Bring me that nostalgia that we all desire. Just feed it down my throat. And I will be paying you five ninety five or five ninety nine for the, the rest of my life. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Hundred percent. What's your number one? My number one is the Mighty Ducks series. Heck yes. And I I have to preface this though. Yes. It needs to be in Minnesota. Bring mm-hmm. it back. If 100%. it's if it's not based in Minnesota, I might be a little upset. But I'm. They need to I'll do it in Richfield, it. Minnesota. They need to do it in Richfield. Because it's right. Because it's uh, it's just outside the city. Um, it's it's a part where you could get, um, you could do the same kind of story as the Mighty Ducks, where you have some kids who have wealth and some who do not. It's kind of a good little oh, territory. Okay. For, I was thinking. For, you know what I'm saying? I was thinking Rich Richville, a different or a different part of the city, but the metro area, if you know Minneapolis area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I yeah, think that, Richville that just be, has a good just melting a, pot of like diversity and perspective. That that's the way you want to go with that story. I don't know. It'd just be, it'd be cool. But yeah, that's cool. that's my main part. Is like I need a Minnesota. Yeah. You got to give us another scene where they're skating around in mm-hmm. Mall of America. Totally. And, yes. You know, being downtown Minneapolis. You know, in winter <sighs> and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I hear me out. Yeah, I know you're not in the HFF try or chat anymore. But we talked about this. You bring back Keenan Thompson to play the um, Bombay character, Emilio Estevez's character. Like he is the new coach. You with that? And then Emilio Estevez is um is, is the old mentor. I'm forgetting his name. The character. Yeah, Anyways, yeah, Hans, but you, Hans, Hans, there you go. And you started up like that. Cause you, yeah. People will watch, people will be like, give me give me that now. They're like, Keenan Thompson is the new coach yeah. of the Mighty Ducks. I went a different way with my list. I did have some Marvel movies and I mean Marvel um TV shows on it, but similar to you, I, I have a lot of stuff. I'm gonna start with number five. I went Lady and the Tramp. 
the movie. This was just like such a surprise. I feel like nobody knows. Uh, part of the reason this is my number five is just so you, a listener, can know that Lady and the Tramp is coming out on this. And it's like a real movie that they've made. Um, it's going to have Justin Theroux, Tessa Thompson, Kiersey Clemens, Thomas Mann, Janelle Monet, and Yvette, uh, Yvette Nicole Brown, excuse me, and Sam Elliott. Really good cast. Um, I love that. And then Noel. I have Noel at number four. Bill Hader and Anna Kendrick. Like, fantastic. And a Christmas Anna, movie. Noel is coming. It's a Christmas movie that's brand new with a great cast. Should be well done. Is it iconic? Is, that. is Keanu Reeves in that movie? No, okay. it's not iconic, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Um, I, the other show I have, uh, number three, is The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Cannot wait for this show. Um, I actually, I, I think this is going to be hilarious. Like, it's obviously, the whole point of it is to be like, Hey, shows that like kind of exploring the world, but I just I, I I can watch Jeff Goldblum talk to anybody about anything. Like this is a match made in heaven. Disney has struck gold with this idea, and it would not surprise me if this is one of like the top five shows that people watch, just in general. Um, my number two is Wandavision. Um, Wandavision again. Like as the closer I get to to seeing this show, which is going to start production sometime in the next couple months. Um, the more I'm excited for this, and just I think it's going to be a great show. Um, before I do my finals, I want to do some honorable mentions real quick. Forky asks a question, the Toy Story 4 spinoff. Really excited about that. I cannot wait to watch the One Day at Disney series, um, just where they kind of do, like, just, they're going to look at, like, different spots at Disney, um, Marvel's What If, um, and all that other stuff. Yeah, but I think a, that, they're doing, like, a lot of behind-the-scenes of docu-series on different projects within Disney. I think that'll be pretty interesting, just getting a, a peek behind the curtain. Or the, the Marvel storyboarding. That would I'm pumped for that. Which means like they have been recording that for ten years, being like, Oh, I'm ready to make money now on this, so they have been wait like they've just sat in the back and waited on this and it's gonna be great. And and I think number one for me is the Mandalorian. I think um I'm not a big Star Wars guy, but the Mandalorian looks good. It's high quality. It is the big selling point of Disney Plus. Oh yeah. When every, we look back on Disney Plus, we're gonna look have. at the Mandalorian as the thing that jumped off. What's up? I feel like every commercial we see is like for Disney Plus usually has the Mandalorian in it. Like they they're like, hey, we know you Star Wars people are here. You all watch the, these shows. Come pay this because you're gonna enjoy it. Yeah. It, Disney. This is only the beginning. Like Disney in five years, this is gonna be way different. This library is going to be bigger. It's going to be better. And uh, Disney's just going to keep doing it. As well as Hulu. Having Hulu to put all the Fox things on is just such a sweet. Is, so that's what they're doing. It's so, so like, nice for them. So like the Fox properties won't be on Disney Plus? or The be... hardcore Fox stuff. Oh, like the current so like, series? Or what do you mean? Yeah, well, Fox just like stuff? the Fox, um, the Fox like rated R movies. Oh, gotcha. So like they, they'll, they'll be a little mm-hmm. separation, even though they're they're owned mm-hmm. by this by Disney. Gotcha. So they'll still able to be able to do the whole like so like the old um, comic book shows that Fox used to produce. They'll be able to put those on there and stuff like that. So it's really smart by Disney to 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 spread them out and uh, do it. But Disney Plus, man, um, we will definitely be reviewing that on our next episode talking about uh, what we're watching so far. Uh, there's a lot of other shows that we didn't talk about on here, but um, 
we're going to talk about it. I just, th- I just think we're going to have to kind of break it down as we go. Cause there's things we didn't talk about and things that, that you didn't talk about. So, but Mark, uh, pretty good show today, man. Just the two of us. I think we kept on our best behavior. We didn't yell at each other too much. No, I've, uh, I respect you as a friend and cherish our time together. I cherish our time together too, Mark, even though you're, you're mean to me and you force me to make drastic choices like leaving group chats, but it is what it is, Mark. It's okay. As you um, wish. Hey, but, uh, Mark, have a great rest of your weekend, man. Um, we're from Minnesota real quick, Mark on record. Can I get you to tell me if you think Minnesota is going to beat Penn state? Oh my gosh. Um, and it's at Minnesota, right? It's in Minnesota sold out. Well, of course. I mean, gosh, my heart, it's, it's like our fantasy football. Like my heart says, or my instinct says Penn state's going to win, but my heart says Minnesota is. So I hope it ends in a draw. I hope there's. I know that doesn't happen in, in instantly it's football. It's okay. As as the as the unbiased person who just like lives in Minnesota but's a Michigan fan, I think you guys are gonna win. Someone put that out there, and I'm also looking forward to watching the Vikings stomp on our friend Roberts uh, Cowboys this week. Uh, I am calling that right now. The Vikings will beat the Cowboys this weekend. Um, so there we go. We have it on film. So if I so if it doesn't happen. People can make fun of me, but if it does happen, I have something to point to, and they can't get rid of it. So, Mark, thank you so much again for coming on today, buddy. It was great to chat with you and catch up and chat all this fun news, and uh, have a great rest of your week, man. Goodbye, and goodbye, Infinity Bros. Universe. Good night, and good luck. Hey, Infinity Bros. Universe, thank you for listening. We hope you have a great rest of your week as well. You can catch us on the Infinity Bros. podcast on um, Google Music. You can catch catch us on iTunes. You can catch us on Spotify youtube um follow us on facebook instagram and twitter you should follow our discord channel too we've been doing some sweet giveaways congrats to callie who just won a funko pop exclusively from us um so follow us on those platforms and come check us out give us an itunes review sometime too if you don't mind as well so we love you 3000 we will talk to you guys later see you later bye thanks for tuning in to the infinity bros podcast you can find the infinity bros on facebook instagram and twitter at the infinity bros Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.